On the Aggie Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is the Aggie Coaches Show with Coach Craig Smith, brought to you by Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. Smith's fresh for everyone. Locker 42, your source for Aggie apparel. And by Guild Mortgage. Own what matters. Live from Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Welcome on in. It's another edition of the Craig Smith Coaches Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Craig Smith's going to join us coming up here in just a moment. A lot to get to on the program. Uh, a couple of uh, difficult losses to break down to Boise State. And then we'll look ahead to games coming up this week against Nevada as the Wolfpack roll into town. And then a lot of question marks as to what the uh, what the end of the regular season could look like. There's a week between the Nevada game and then uh, before the Mountain West Conference uh, tournament starts. So there's a lot to break down, a lot to kind of wrap our arms around as to what that might look like uh, coming up for the Utah State Aggies. So we got a busy show for you on tap for tonight and look forward to uh, catching up with Coach Craig Smith and hearing his thoughts. Aggies coming off two difficult losses uh, at Boise State. First one last Wednesday, dropping a game 79-70 to and then losing to Boise State again on Saturday, 81-77. to uh, Boy, I tell you what, though, even in a loss, there's a lot of really good things to talk about in regards to Namiyash Keita, who was just absolutely phenomenal in game number one uh, between these two teams, ending up with uh, 32 points on 12 of 21 shooting, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, also had 7 rebounds and 2 blocked shots. That's a tough game to follow up, and but Namiyash Keita did just that. Uh, he ended up scoring 30 points in game number two on 14 of 19 from the field. Fewer opportunities at the free throw line where he was 2 of 4, uh, but also ended up with uh, overall six rebounds and uh, three assists as well as two block shots in that game. So great games from Namiyash Keita. Of course, some of the bigger storylines coming out of these uh, early games was the uh, loss of Raleigh Wooster, uh, who was not available for the two games in Boise. Uh, Raleigh, will maybe we'll see if we can get an update from Coach Craig Smith on that coming up here a little bit later on, get some thoughts from him as to uh, when we might be able to see Raleigh back in the lineup. And then, of course, I think teams are banged up, uh, players are banged up a little bit. We talked about in the postgame show after game number one of uh, of uh, Brock Miller suffering from uh, some uh, back issues. He's beat up. And that's, you know, it gets to be that time of year where there's a lot of players. It's the uh, dog days of February, if you will, as these uh, teams are now trying to fight through some injuries, fight through some issues, and try to get themselves in a situation where they can get themselves ready to go for the final stretch run of the regular season. This is a Nevada team that's really, really coming on strong as of late. Uh, they've won four in a row, and they have not played since February 5th and February 7th. And that, by the way, was when they swept Boise State, the team that just swept Utah State. So they're going to come in uh, prob- almost three weeks in between games as they've dealt with some COVID issues down there. Uh, so their games uh, have been wiped off last week. And so you've got a, a Boise or you got a Nevada team that has some really, really good players led by Grant Sherfield who is one of the better players in the Mountain West Conference and is certainly in the conversation of of, uh, of right now player of the year. But, again, not a great start early on for Nevada, but they've won uh, six out of their last eight games. A surprising sweep. They went to Wyoming and lost both games there. So a team that's had some struggles there and, and certainly 
have had a few issues along the way. But we'll talk more about that coming up in a bit. Take a first break, come back, and you'll hear from Craig Smith, head coach of the Utah State Aggies. Straight ahead, you're listening to the Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Good Craig Smith, Coach's Show, and we are excited uh, to chat with Coach Smith and uh, a lot to break down. And, Coach, first off, uh, happy Monday. How are you? Everything good? Well, I've been better. Yeah. Um, I've been worse, too. So um, I appreciate everybody coming out tonight for the Aggie Radio Show. And I am so happy to hear that you're happy to talk to me because, you know, I know when you lose the Boise back-to-back games um there's not a lot of people that are happy to talk to you to me or or uh anyone else so yeah uh i'm excited to be here i thought we had a great practice today really really good film session and um and it's on to the next we got to live and learn and move forward and press on by the way i uh i i put out on twitter because i thought you know you know, you get tired. We've been doing these all year long, and we talk three, four times a week. And, and so I, I figure a while you get tired of talking to me. So I actually put something out on Twitter and said, hey, if you've got questions for Coach, because people here can ask questions, but if you've got questions for Coach, uh, I'll, I'll try to get some of them in. Well, it's the perfect week to do it, too. Thanks. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> guess, who the, guess who the first response came from? Oh, boy. Sam Merrill. Oh, oh, boy, this one will be interesting. And I'll let you go ahead and read that one right there. Uh, I'm not sure I can go down that road. Nope. <laughs> the, the question by Sam Merrill, and I got to tell you, we all love Sam. Sam is, um, you know, you'll text Sam, and you, you, every now and then you'll get an immediate response, but a lot of yep. times it's a day or two later. But I just know that's how it is, and honestly, like, I'm not always the greatest with that. But Sam will always, you just, you know, like after the lo- the loss the other night, yeah. sent a really, really good text. And normally when you lose, you you know, maybe your mom – actually, I'll take that back. Maybe your wife texts you, but maybe not. Your mom always texts you um, and saying she's just ignoring me. Like I just yeah. asked her for some chap- chapstick a little bit ago, and she was kind of, oh, whatever, I'm just here. So that's my whole point. She doesn't want to talk to me. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. And she See, look at – so, um, but Sam – in in those kind of just you know yeah. what i mean we'll yeah. send a text that is not not coddling but like hey you got this yeah. kind of thing and that's a really cool thing so sam though and sam is wicked dry funny oh yeah and he'll and oh. he can cut you up too oh no no he yeah real quick yeah so green canyon high school is where my kids play my ninth grader carson my 11th grader brady and they had a big week last week beating skyview and um and then bear river is it or, yeah in, yeah in Tremont. Yep. Yeah. And so um and so now the state tournament starts this week. So he asked the question, who's a better player? Brady Smith or Carson Smith? You know, my 11th grader and my 9th grader, but I'm not going down that battle. We we do that plenty at home. Yeah. But I'm not going to go public. We're not going to um, do Sophie's choice here tonight. Yeah, no we're not. No. So great question, Sam. Um uh it's good to hear from you and congrats to Sam being called back up to the Milwaukee Bucks. He did well with the hustle. Yeah. It was just good for him to get in the rhythm. To, you know, that, that's one thing people don't think about, and I'm not trying to switch, you know, and talk about Sam and not the Aggies, but Sam, you got to remember now, you know, the season gets done, and there's no basketball. Like, there's no 
You can't find a pickup game. You can't find an organized game. There's no training camp. There's nothing. And so now you're just thrown into the wolves, so to speak, with the Bucks. And they had two preseason games. Well, they got all these new players too. So they're trying to get their perceived top guys a rhythm and going and doing all that. And then you start playing. And so it was a tough stretch for him. And he's, of course, not used to that. But Sam was one of those guys. He'll just always figure it out. Yeah. And, um, you know, had a tough first game with the hustle. Then he had a great game. Another just okay game. And then since then he's played great. Yeah. Finally, I think, back in a rhythm and getting comfortable. And he's doing it all. Um, scoring, rebounding. His rebounding numbers have been very high. And then, of course, he's a very good playmaker as well. So when you look at uh, – oh, and I think it, it's another question. Again, we're not dodging the Boise State game. But I think you bring up an interesting thing. When you've got young players on your team – that aren't getting a lot of minutes on the course, how hard is it to try to keep them actively engaged and still develop them the way that they need to be developed? It, it can be difficult at times, and that's where you you really hope that you have, you know, through the recruiting process that you've recruited the guys with, with really good character and guys that love to play. We try to be very upfront in the recruiting process that it, that – this whole thing is a process and hopefully you can come in and play immediately but we don't make promises that way and um but if you look at the track record of what we've been able to do at all the various stops like your turn is going to come eventually and it's going to happen for you and you know it does get to a point sometimes in a season where like we had this happen our first year right where now abel was older but bean was a redshirt freshman and when Bean really started playing was about midway through January where he was getting like, and that's a hard thing as a coach to all of a sudden throw a, a young guy in there that has no experience because they're going to make some really basic mistakes that yeah. they would have made in November. Yeah. But in a way, it is November for that kid. And now you're all fired up and you're just, you know, everything's going so fast. And it took him a little while to kind of, even in the championship game, he rised up and shot a three with like 45 seconds to go, and we were up 5-5. Five, five. Like, all we had to do is hold the ball, and they got, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? But thank goodness we got the offensive rebound our first year in the championship yeah. game. And um, and so that's a rookie mistake, right, or a freshman mistake. But um, you do your bet. That's where, you know, you have to have a great coaching staff. We try to work those guys out, especially this year with the format playing Thursday and Saturday. We don't do a lot in that in-between day. We do some stuff, get the rust or just get the junk out of their bodies from a lactic acid and all that kind of stuff. And then we really try to work those guys out even more. Like they'll go to the gym earlier or stay later. And we do a lot of like three-on-three, two-on-two stuff, at least where they're physical and trying to somewhat keep them in a rhythm, you know, of things. But it's a long year for those guys. And, you know, just the other night we put Max in. Max Shulgan, Max hadn't played a whole lot, and I've had meetings with him, had a really long meeting with him about a week ago or a week and a half ago. Like, just you got to stay ready because, we like, you're a good player, and we know that, and it just hasn't. And when we turned to put him in in that second game, I don't know, 10-minute mark in the first half, he just kind of looked at me like, you know, this is new. And uh, I was like, Max, I said it again, let's go. And I thought he played really well for us. I thought he did too. All right, so let's – uh, now that you've had a couple of days to kind of decompress and look at the film as to what you what you saw in those Boise State games, uh, what really stood out to you and what has been the message of the team over the last couple of days? Well, I mean, we just we just had some – I mean, we just spotted them some points defensively. You know, we got beat on a couple back cut dunks where, you know, uh, we just lose stance and vision on our guy and Alston gets a dunk. And, um, 
Uh, then we missed some switches that were super easy switches to make, and we just missed them. And and like I like we said to the guy, you know, like what's the confusion? What's the heart of the problem? Like with the switches, and you know, is it because sometimes if it's just one guy, then it's one guy, and everything when there's mistakes made, I always look at three things. Um, is it, and I've said this before on the radio show, is it personnel, meaning is it just one guy every time, right? Is it our coaching, meaning how we're teaching things, what we're doing, or is it our scheme, you know, like just our overall scheme, and are we doing the right things for our team? And honestly, I think on, a, on, on some of that stuff, I think our guys are confused, specifically some of our younger and inexperienced guys. And so, and it's, it's multiple guys. It's not just one guy. So that tells me it's the coaching. I don't think it's the scheme because the scheme part's the same and it's been very – but I think it's the coach. we got to do a better job of making things clear um, what exactly that we're looking for. But then there was some personnel things. It's a little bit of everything. Like I yeah. said, I think I said it in the Zoom call, I can't just say it was screen roll defense. I can't just say it was turnovers. I can't just say it was um, um, – um, switching. I can't just say it was conver- you know transition defense. I just think it was a lot of different stuff, and that's a little bit concerning. And we've been really back to the basics, so to speak, and just trying to get back, like we had said earlier, simplifying things. You know, we had that long time where we started adding some new things that we thought would help, and maybe it was too much, you know. Yep. And then at the end of the day, Boise played great. Like, they made some really tough plays. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line of, overreacting and not reacting enough. We had an opportunity to win both of those games. You know, the first game, it's a one-point game with four and a half minutes to go. We miss two layups. We miss a free throw. And they score every time but one time. And some of it just because they made tough shots, right? Shaver drills the three from 24 feet. Like, that's a heck of a play contested at the end of the shot clock. Um, The other night, um, uh, Armish makes, I mean, an unbelievable finish kind of. You know, we're showing on a ball screen. They throw it back. We kind of stunt, recover. Kid takes one dribble, comes back to his left, throws it up and in. And then the other one, they hit him on a naked screen and roll. And Bean and Nimi are both there, right? Nimi, Bean's jumping as high as he can, and he kind of flips it over both of them. What? Salute to you. Like, yeah. how many times are you going to make that shot? But he made it when it when it counted. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and then we didn't, you know, we threw up a three there that it, wasn't real happy with that shot. Um, then we executed really well on kind of a late game play where Brock drilled the three. Um, and so it goes, and then we still had a chance, you know, they missed the free throw. And, um, um, or we get a stop, excuse me, down three and kind of come down on a broken court. Brock might have looked like he could have maybe had that shot in that left corner, but Alston's closing down. And when Alston's closing down on you at 6'9 and that kind of length, that's hard yeah and we still i thought ashworth got a pretty clean look at it yeah all things considered and so you know sometimes you you certainly some things we um felt like we didn't do great um but at the same time they made some big time plays in both those games and and we just didn't make enough of them so we still have everything that we want that's out in front of us um you know as of today the games this weekend are on uh you know um nevada's missed their last two series at san jose and home against Colorado State because of COVID issues in their program. And um, it looks good right now. But, of course, both teams, I think, start testing tomorrow. And then I believe again Thursday or I think Thursday, maybe Wednesday. And so we'll see what happens there. And then I think 
nothing's been announced, but I think there's a really good chance that we're going to get two games that following week. Oh, wow. Um, which I think would be very good for us. Like, we need games. We need to get back in a rhythm. We need some continuity and just get back in that groove again of playing. And, um, and then hopefully Brock um, can get healthy again. You know, he really threw his back out. Um, right, our last practice before Boise, and that's not an excuse, but we need to get him right again, and, and we'll just see what happens with the Wooster. Yeah, and I know that's the question. I'm getting like 20 of those coming in on Twitter. You know, and, and I know you got to be careful on how you handle that, but yeah, but. We're, we're just. Um, I do. There's always some things that you gotta uh, be careful of, but um, uh, we'll see. He's getting better, for, for without a question. Today, he was able to do some more stuff than he's been able to do in a while, so that's, that's good. And um, and we all know Raleigh. You know, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, almost two games ago, his second to last game, he almost has a triple-double. He doesn't always just stand out to, to maybe the fans or even as coaches sometimes, but he just does so many things that really don't always show up in a stat sheet um, consistently, and yeah. he really anchors us with a lot of – Nimi anchors us, but he brings a lot of stability on a lot of different fronts for our backcourt and for our team. Speaking of Nimi, uh, and I know that every you know that's you, a good transition. You like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you can a lot of people can nitpick over the two difficult losses, but you had a thirty-two point performance in game one, a thirty perform- performance in game two, and and it just seemed like Boise wasn't bringing the double team a lot, and 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 Nimi just feasted on it. You know, it's it's really interesting um, being in the in the league now three years, and obviously there's been some coaching changes over the course of. But you just get to know everybody's, you know, you learn the teams, of course. But this year there's a lot of different teams in terms of personnel than last year. I mean, I could go right down the line. Way different team. Way different team. Way di- Colorado State, same team. Yeah. Air Force, new coach. Same, a lot of this, well, new team. They lose Lavelle. They go right down the line. So many teams have so many new faces this year. And sometimes you have those years. But – when you're watching film, when it's the same coach, you just learn you just learn these coaches and how, what their philosophy is, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. Some coaches love to double the post. Some can't stand doubling the post. And no matter how good they are, they're not going to double the post. Yeah. And so some some teams say, you know what, we're not letting Kata get any, and we're going to make him a passer, and we're going to make everyone else beat you. Boise basically said, you know what. We're going to let – we're not let Nimi get it, but we're going to make him earn all of those, and we're going to say no freebies, no easy looks for anyone else. And so you just – some teams defend ball screens. They're going to trap ball screens. Some are going to play it soft. Some are going to ice it. And they just kind of do what they do yeah. and don't change their formula a whole lot. So, um, obviously, Boise chose to play a lot of one-on-one. They would shrink kind of and, and really show that there's nowhere to go off of certain guys of ours. And other, you know, Brock Miller's not going to get a free a sniff. No, you know they're going to try to take him away um, off of those post feeds. So everyone does it different. Nimi, I mean, obviously, thirty-two and thirty shot it at a very high percentage, made his free throws um, for the most part. I think he missed one the first game. I forget the second game, and he's a force down there. We ran a lot of stuff for him. I thought, especially the second game, our guys looked for him even within the flow of our offense. Whereas the first game, we didn't as much. And he's a force, and we can all see his improvement, right hand, left hand. Um, he certainly – he couldn't have did that, certainly not last year just because of his injury. 
um, but his first year at 220 pounds, now it shows he's got 245 to 250. Yeah. And he's able to hold off a guy like Armish, who's a big, strong dude. Yeah. And he's able to hold his ground now and not just completely get shoved off the block, you know, um, with all that displacement that goes on with Armish. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind of. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk more about Nevada coming up here in a bit. We're going to take a break, come back. You're going to hear from Brock Miller straight ahead. We'll chat with him and get his thoughts and uh, get his analysis on uh, last week and looking ahead as well and talk about his story. Uh, Brock Miller, uh, straight ahead. You're listening to Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show as Brock Miller is going to join us coming up here in just a moment. We'll chat with him and get some thoughts on uh, on uh, playing those two games against Boise, looking ahead against Nevada. And, Coach, uh, in fact, he joins us right now. Brock Miller, kind enough to join us. Brock, how are you? Good. How about you? Doing really well, really well. Good to hear from you. Uh, again, a couple of difficult losses. Let's talk about your perspective on uh, last week's game and uh, some of the things you want to work on going forward. Yeah, no, uh, so last week, I mean, it was tough, tough losses, obviously, and not the outcome that we wanted, but uh, there's a lot to learn from both of those games, and I thought that each game that we played uh, last week, we, we had a chance to win uh, toward the end there both times, and, uh, you know, you got to give the State a lot of credit. Uh, they played really well, and they made some big plays, and, Unfortunately, we didn't get the outcome that we wanted. But with that being said, we have everything that we want is still ahead of us. And we have a good Nevada team coming in this week, and we're excited to get after it back, back home here at the Spectrum. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be a good test for us to kind of bounce back from those two losses. Coach, I got him. All right, Coach. Brock, you, sometimes you're the coach out on the uh, court there sometimes. Uh, but Brock, I, got... I get that. I get that confused <laughs> sometimes. Well, I will say this, like, uh, you know, the three of us aren't the most uh, follicly enhanced guys out there, so, so <laughs> we're all... Brock, maybe I can wear a headband like you the next game. Hey, we could mix it up like that. That would really throw people for a loop. <laughs> that would. <laughs> but, uh, you know, from your perspective, uh, being so far away from playing a game in the spectrum, i got to imagine you're excited to get back in there and play some games, even not in front of a, you know, a packed house, but against some good, uh, against some good fans, though. Oh, totally. And, man, what a a crazy year it's been, too, and just some of the games canceled and everything. So, yeah, we're super excited to be back home in the spectrum. We love our fans. We love the support that we get. Even with the limited amount of, you know, fans that we get, I mean, it's still super loud and they're great. Uh, We're looking forward to, you know, performing for them and for this town and to come out hopefully with two, two wins. So what we're looking to do is, to win ball games, so and you got to take care of business at home. So we're looking forward to the challenge and for the opportunity because, I mean, you can't take for granted opportunities playing here at home in the spectrum. It's awesome. What do you attribute uh, your progression from last year to this year to? Because I mean, I mean, you're, you're just playing lights out, man. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you. And you know, I I think you know I just put a lot of time in with you know just. Work, working out and uh, just expanding my game um, and, and trying to bring it to a whole nother level. Obviously, stepping into more of, you know, 
a leadership role, being, you know, an upperclassman now and, uh, you know, just putting everything together has just kind of been a big thing and just being able to, you know, take good rhythm shots. And I think my shot selection over the past few years has definitely gotten better, which has allowed me to get more into a rhythm. Uh, and obviously we have great players on this team that allow me to get good looks and uh, especially with a big guy like Mimias Keita down low and he just opens up a lot for all of us out, outside. So, you know, just, I think it's just a combination of everything that has allowed me to have, have some success and, and our team has had a lot of success because of that. So um, it's something that we just want to continue to just get better every single day and that's, that's what's most important. You know, I remember uh, getting to know you a little bit your first, you know, your first year at Utah State, and Kim like this guy's gonna be a great shooter. And we kept thinking scoring, scoring, shooter, and you're all of that. But also, you're you're a defender, man, and and you're a lockdown defender. At, w- at what point did that really click in that that was gonna be a real big part of who you are as a player for this team? Yeah, no, I felt like I've always been, you know, especially before my mission uh, back in high school. I was, I, you know, I was, I was a good defender, and I think, you know, coming back from a mission and stuff and just kind of getting used to the college level and the speed and the strength and size, and, you know, I think just, you know, over time I've been able to kind of slow my mind down and be able to really study the game a lot better and understand uh, tendencies with guys, and it's allowed me to be able to, um, you know, react quicker. Um, and a lot of it, too, as well as, having a couple of years behind your belt and understanding, you know, what the coaches want uh, defensively and positioning um, and, and understanding, you know, communication and language, what we, what we use and talk, all those things combined as kind of instead of thinking about defending and what I need to do, it's just, it's just reactions now because I've got that stuff locked in now and with some experience. So, that that part of it's definitely come together, and coaches have given me great opportunities and have um, have taught me really well. And we've watched a lot of film, and you know, just kind of you know, I've, I've had to take the approach of you know being being a good coachable uh, player and and to just develop and do what the coaches asked me to do. So, coach, last year Brock's about a thirty percent three point shooter. When the season comes to an end, this year uh, he's right there at around forty percent. Um, and then the defensive part. Talk about, from your perspective, what you've seen in his progression from last year to this year. Well, there's a lot of things. Um, first of all, you know, Brock has really worked hard, like he said. And I know that gets overstated sometimes. You know, oh, I'm working hard. Like, Brock really, really put a lot of time in the gym. I know he made some modifications with his shot, some tweaks with his shot. And even looking back, like watching last year's game, like getting ready for Boise or um, Fresno, and watching those games, Brock's shot is a lot smoother now. I think, you know, he still has a high release, obviously, but you just feel like it's going in every time. And so he worked very, very hard on making those modifications. He was in the gym all the time. I know he worked, was working hard on his ball handling. And, um, and then, of course, he's always he's, – Brock's a really strong guy. Like, really strong lower body. Not that his upper body's not either, but he's always um, one of our top guys. Over the last three years, one of our top guys uh, in terms of recovery. He always goes the extra mile to do whatever he can with mobility, recovery, making sure his body is in tip-top shape 
and feeling the best that it can. And some guys just don't invest in that, and Brock always does. And, and, and so I think that's a huge thing of being able to go every day. Secondly, his leadership has been off the charts. And I'm so proud of Brock. Um, his voice, he brings it every single day in practice, in film. He's always there. You hear him all the time. And he just has this, I just feel like he has this just different level of vigor and determination that he's probably, I'm sure he's always have, but it's on display, not for show. It's just for the team, for themselves, and he brings that juice every single day. And he just has that, you know, like just that, and I, I feel it. And that pumps me up, you know, as a coach from that respect. And then I do feel like he's taking his, he's taking his whole game to a whole different level. Honestly, we got to find more ways to get him shots and do more for him um, um, to get it going because he is a big-time weapon for us. He's shooting 41% from the, from the three on the season, and that's a you know, 41.5%. That's a high number, 43% from the field overall. So we got to do more things for him uh, that I think will really you know, help our team from that respect but then the what you alluded to is the defensive end as well and you know i felt like at times and it is a big adjustment it's a new language speed of the game it takes time to get that all figured out and now i think he's got it and he takes tremendous pride in going out there on that side of the ball and and putting the clamps on people brock i gotta imagine it's been interesting this year knowing that teams are specifically you know looking to take you out of a game uh, how frustrating can that be at the offensive side when you know that you're you're a pretty heavy focus on what teams are trying to do defensively? I wouldn't say it's like frustrating for me personally. I actually take it as a as an opportunity uh, to to either create for other people, and you can kind of get teams uh, because they won't double off me. So you can create space for guys, and I've I've really you know looked to become a better screener and a mover. Uh, in a sense to when I do things like that it just it just mixes the defense up and it creates lanes it creates open shots and frankly with with Mimi down the low post if, if ever I'm on his side he he has the confidence to know that the double team isn't coming his way from my guy so it's it, it, that part of it is is good and I think you know we we can do a good job of making teams pay for that and then obviously you know it it does make things tough to be able to get shots, um, but at the same time, as, as long as you know I can, I can screen and do those things, uh, those little things that you know are always constantly moving and making the defender work. Eventually, they they break down and they'll give me an open look. So it just I take it as a challenge. Well, Brock, Coach, and I are going to get uh, in depth in this Nevada game coming up in our next segment. But from your perspective, I already called you a coach once. Uh, <laughs> From, uh, you know, your general keys of the game, what do you guys need to do to uh, get a couple W's against Nevada? Well, they have two dynamic guards, uh, and, and both of them can, can score at very high levels. And it's going to be important for us to be able to, you know, focus on them and keep, keep them and make them and uncomfortable uh, as much as possible, make them feel us. And then we're going to have to have great position defense and team defense to – uh, you know, I think when it really comes down to it, if we can guard these guys, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to put us in a great position to win. And, you know, I, I know that I have confidence that our offense will be able to take care of itself as long as we 
move it and we share it and play for each other and play Aggie basketball, you know, I think we'll be able to take care and handle them. Uh, but it definitely is going to come down to how determined are we and, and how tough are we going to be on the defensive end. It's a great coach answer. Right I, I might have to hire this guy yeah. sooner than later. Maybe I need, you know, maybe we, we, we can even help the Miller family out and get Bailey some sort of, uh, uh, Bailey's his wonderful wife, of course, uh, get her a possession position on the men's basketball team. Or not oh, on the see, team, baby, in, the, baby, co- in baby. the coaching staff, not on the team. <laughs> hey, Bailey could do either, but she, uh, she coaches volleyball. She, she's a natural coach. She'd definitely be all over that. If Brock, is, is Bailey like my wife? Like when we lose, my wife, we had this discussion before you got on the phone. Like like when we lose, like I, I said earlier, my I, my mom will always text me. My wife, it's like a coin flip. Like don't come home until you find a way to win a game. And then just changes the code. She changes the code on like the garage door opener. Like so, I can't get you know, out. My my wife, Bailey, Bailey's super supportive, and she doesn't. She's not like that. But I will say, I'm a very competitive guy. But Bailey's more competitive than I am. So our, our kids are in trouble. Well, who? Uh, when you take the shotguns out and you're shooting at clay pigeons, who's got the better shot? Oh, that's not even close. Bailey kicks my butt. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not even close. It, like, yeah, it. it's, there's no comparison when it comes to that. It's funny. I, I tell it's, it's frustrating because my wife beats me in everything. That's what's crazy about it. <laughs> so my, kid, my kids it. will thank me later, though. Yeah, there you go, for sure. <laughs> Brock, you're the best, man. We appreciate it. Good luck coming up this week. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you guys soon. You See you, Brock. It. Thanks, you. Thanks, Brock. Brock Miller, which, by the way, just a little behind-the-scenes thing, uh, behind-the-scenes, first guy before a game out getting shots. It's always Brock Miller. Brock's a worker, man. He loves to get in the gym, uh, puts the time in, and it, it's not an accident when you see progression. You know what I mean? You don't just get better because you're a junior. You don't yeah. just get better because you're a senior. Like, you got to put the time in, and, and he certainly does that. He even – this summer, obviously, with the COVID deal and all the corn, he he went to somehow he got. I think he went to Lowe's, but he got the, he bought the two by whatever you buy. He bought the wood and the nails and the hammer to put together a squat rack. Oh wow! Oh yeah. So so like him and Nimi, we lived together, lift together. Yeah. And because uh, Brock built all the the squat racks, the bench rack, he did all that stuff, and so. Uh, he, there was no way he wasn't going to put the time in wow. and do what he needs to do this summer. That's awesome. He even got kicked. Don't tell any. Well, yeah, I can say this. So where he lives, I don't know the name of the park, but it's down the hill. There's a big park. It, uh, is it and Merle, a and Merlin Olson? Yeah, it's yeah. Merlin Olson Park. Yeah. So Brock Tech. I was like, hey, coach, I've been working out at the Merlin Olson Park, and you know, now he may or may not have to jump the fence to get into the the court to shoot. So I think he did that a few times, and then, you know, the, and then um, somebody in uniform spotted him and is like, "Hey, you gotta, you can't be in there." And so he told me about it, and then my kids went there to do it. <laughs> but then he told me the next day, he goes, "I don't think you should do that anymore. I got in a little bit of trouble. You didn't get a ticket or anything, nothing like bad." But he's like, "Hey, you can't be doing that." And so that ended the Merlin Olson shooting. Oh man! So then we had to go find another place. Well, hey, we'll take a great break. Uh, take a quick break. Come back. You'll get some questions for Coach. We'll talk about Nevada. It's all straight ahead. We're live here at Old Chicago, the Craig Smith Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College.
Welcome on back. You're listening to the Craig Smith Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College here at Old Chicago. All right, it is time for uh, questions. If you've got a question for Coach, raise your hand, and uh, we'd love to hear. Wow, look at that, right out of the gate. Tony, oh, boy. Tony's not messing around today. Oh, boy, here we go. You're, you're on, Tony, you're up. Congratulations on the new extension. Thank you, Tony. Just want to know why it wasn't 10 years. <laughs> hey, that is a great question. I, did, I, I didn't get a Twitter saying, hey. why not 25? Well, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> That's all. Sign me up. <laughs> I would, people would say that, you know, over the, you know, after the first year, it's like the honeymoon and obviously did well. Hey, what are we getting for the, you know, and I'm just like, hey, show me the 10-year extension. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you don't have to twist my arm. No, we're super excited about it. My wife, Darcy, is obviously sitting right across from you. And um, like I said, it's been a, uh, an amazing move for our family in every way, shape, and form. And we are family people through and through and raising our four kids. Our oldest obviously goes to, to sophomore at Utah State. I know we got another question, so I'll try to be quick. But it's been an unbelievable move. And um, both personally and certainly professionally, when you you just get goosebumps thinking that we get to play at home. It's been over a month since we played at home. Yeah. And you walk down that tunnel, and our fans and that spirit and atmosphere. And as a coach, all you want is a, to be at a place where your family's happy and where people truly and genuinely care about basketball. And, and they support it. And you not only see it, you feel it. And so you have both aspects of it. And so it's been tremendous, and we are so pumped to be able to have that extension. And we're surrounded by such amazing um, people. John Hartwell believed in me when not many did. And to be able to um, be here and do what we've been able to do, it's been a special run up to this point, and we've got to keep it going. Love it. Go ahead. we got another question. All right. Look at that sweatshirt. Looking good. Good-looking sweatshirt. All right. What are some of the things you need to work on from the Boise State games? Well, and I've said this a few times before, but there's really two areas we've got to get better at, and that's offense and defense. So we've got to keep going with that respect. But, you know, I, I think we're back to, you know, especially without, you know, just with us being a little shorthanded in what we're doing, I just think we've got to simplify some things. Uh, there's certainly some things defensively. You know, Grant Sherfield is their leading scorer at, at 18 Point nine, so 19 a game. I think over the last however many games, he's averaging like 23 a game. Uh, he's a point guard that is big time. Uh, eight assists a game. And so our screen and roll defense is going to have to be huge. We've got to do a better job of guarding the ball. Uh, we've done a good job of guarding the ball most of the year, but we weren't nearly as good as we need to be guarding the ball. And then we've got to make some shots. You know, we, we struggled shooting the three, three for 16, and I forget the other night. It wasn't any better, maybe one, maybe four for 17. Um, and so we got to be able to shoot the ball better, stretch out the defense. And I think that, you know, now you get an inside game the way Kata's playing uh, and now get an outside game. And so we got to be able to take advantage and step up to the plate that way. Uh, and, and I know that you're looking at this Nevada team, and, you know, obviously Sherfield's getting a lot of the credit, but they got Desmond Cambridge who's out there. He's a, he started every game. He's averaging nearly 16 points a game. Well, that's what Brock alluded to. You know, Sherfield and Cambridge are, I mean, a dynamic duel. When you put you have two guards like that, they put a lot, a lot of pressure on you because they can make every play. They shoot the three, and Cambridge has a high-level motor. Like, that dude plays hard, and he'll just be standing there and just rise up and 
drill a three right in your eye and sure feel and, and so those two really lead them but they have everything they there's a reason they just swept their last games they swept boise at home boise, yeah i mean at nevada but they have great size they have depth they play a lot of guys so they defend in the post well they can throw a lot of bodies at you uh, and then they have good perimeter shooting so they do a lot of different things that winning teams do and just like us they've had a lot of new faces and they just kind of progressively get better. I've watched these guys a ton for whatever reason in the scheduling thing. It seems like everybody we play at just played Nevada, either the week before or the weekend before that. So um, they've won a lot of different ways, uh, but certainly Sherfield and Cambridge really lead the way uh, specifically on the offensive end. I got to imagine, though, walking down that tunnel to play a game. Look at that spectrum. guy's arms. Like, he's got huge arms. Like, he kind of looks like you and me, Scotty. Wow, yeah. yeah. He's ripped. Anyway, sorry, with digress. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I got to imagine walking down that tunnel and playing a game in the spectrum. You're gonna be like, all right, well, it's we're just, back. Yeah, and not to belabor though. It's just been, it's one of those years, and sometimes you get lucky with some things. Sometimes you, you know, not as fortunate. And we've kind of had some stumbling blocks that way. And not to be able to play at home and in conference play for over a month, like that's, a, that's a rare deal. And and. You know, obviously, the home court advantage isn't what it is in a normal season. It's just simply because of the fan bit. But there's still something to be said about not traveling, sleeping in your own bed, eating the food that you want to eat, and just kind of have your routine, you know, that you do that way. So, And then there's a different level of energy. Our guys love playing here. We've been fortunate to have roughly 1,600 fans a night, so we're excited to be back at home. Hey, uh, I know we're wrapping up things, but Can I, I know, say something real I, know quick? I was going to say you're a big football guy. So I love football. You know, it was two or three weeks ago after the Super Bowl where we asked, Ajay, come on over here. Two or three weeks ago, uh, it was after the Super Bowl when the Bucks won, and I asked Ajay a question about who he was going for with Tom Brady. And, you know, I, I did come across this book called The Dynasty and by Jeff Benedict, and, and um, I bought this book. I heard it on Sports Talk Radio. I asked my wife right away if she could order one. She ordered one for myself, and I got one for Justin Johnson, who's one of our administrative guys. He's been a lifelong Patriot fan and Tom Brady fan. And so when we started talking about it, I'm like, oh, my goodness, i got to get a book for Ajay. So I know – I think I said something on air two weeks ago, or maybe it was right after we got off the air. It's like, Ajay, I'm buying this book for you. So Darcy ordered it, and it came in, I think, when we were gone to um, – on our last road trip, I think it was. So, Ajay, here's a book. It's a great read. It's very motivational, and it's a great story for the whole thing. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did and have learned some things from it. It's a great stuff. I love Thank how, you, Ajay, for everything you yeah, do. Yeah, Ajay's the best, man. Awesome. Uh, I, I do love how you pull from so many different sources for inspiration, leadership, X's and O's, stuff like that. You're always looking at every different kind of source out there you can learn from well it's all the same like uh, whether it's coaching or teaching or parenting or day-to-day uh, -day life in your day-to-day -day job and how can you make other people better how can i make myself better and how whether it's inspiration or studying the game or i just feel like um you just so many things out there that you can learn from and then you just got to pick and choose what fits you what doesn't fit you what yeah. fits our team what helps me be better dad or husband or whatever it might be and in that book, I mean, you see how thick that thing is. It's an amazing story on so many different levels, and it's all factual. He followed um, the Patriots, and it's even amazing how Jeff Benedict met Robert Kraft. We didn't meet him. He just wrote him notes. Yeah. And that's what gave me the idea with – we talked off air with the Colts GM, Chris yeah. Ballard, and just those types of things. And so it's a, it's a phenomenal read. I would highly recommend it. 
And Jeff Benedict is not paying me money to say that. <laughs> well, game's coming up this week. Uh, an interesting schedule. You got Friday and Sunday. A little Sunday matinee uh, basketball in the spectrum. Yeah, it's a little different for sure, and we haven't had many Sunday games. Um, it'll be a different schedule for sure, but I think we play at night. Is that right? I think uh, it's a night game. Yeah, I think is. our women play at noon, right? I think they rescheduled that. They play at noon against maybe New Mexico when they lost those games due yep. to COVID. So um, it will be different. Um, um, my kids play at state tournament in high school opens up. How about this? Green Canyon opens up at Cedar City in Dallin Grant who is a signee for us. Um, so I my, I get home from the trip. My, my ninth grader, Carson, like, Dad, we play Cedar City. I'm like, like We're, Cedar City, like, and I'm like. Worlds collide, Jerry. Yeah, Dale, worlds collide. Dalen Grant, our kid that's gonna, that signed with us, plays there. And so our worlds are colliding, Jerry, uh, <laughs> like they say in Seinfeld. But um, so they're playing each other. And my, my boys went and watched film on Huddle and like, Dad. Dallin's really good. I was like, he better be really good because right. he's coming to play for the Aggies. If he's right? not, we're all in trouble. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, so he'll be joining us in two years. Phenomenal kid. Um, now we'll have a game, so we'll be playing. You know, our family will all go down there and watch that game, and and um, that's a pretty cool deal that is, to be honest. That's His really family cool. is great, and yeah, it's exciting. So it, awesome. it'll be a tough battle. They just beat the number one and number two team in the state, I believe. Cedar City did. So we'll have the old. Uh, the Wolves will have their work cut out for them, for sure. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. I'll chat with you later in the week. Go All get them. All right, brother. Thanks, Scotty. Go, Aggies. There Thanks, everybody, go. for coming out. Craig Smith, Coach's Show. That wraps it up for us for Old Chicago from Learfield IMG College.